Hey guys. Welcome back to Ray of Light TV, y'all. I'm so excited to be back with you guys. It's Sunday. We're feeling good. And because it's Sunday, you know that we got to do some soul care. Today's session, we're going to be talking about therapy and how we can use it to our advantage to literally help us, guys. And I know if you guys have been listening to the podcast for the past few weeks, you guys have probably been wondering where I've been. And um, I've actually been very busy prioritizing and taking care of my own personal and mental health and finding ways to balance this new normal in my life. I've also had a recent speaking engagement. Yes, y'all, I didn't talk to y'all about that, but that's super exciting. And um, I was just actually asked to join a book launching team, a national book launching team. I can't um, disclose all the details yet, but I'm super excited to be a part of that. So your girl has been booked and busy and I'm so grateful and I'm so happy. But today was very important to me. I wanted to come back on here and just talk to you guys a little bit about therapy, what I've been going through, and, you know, try to cut back some of the stigma because I actually have been in therapy for the past few weeks and I have been experiencing such encouraging growth and breakthrough that I had to come on the podcast and share with you all some, like, radical epiphanies I've been having and landing on and just share with you guys my process and encourage anyone I can to get into therapy and get out of the stigma that comes with therapy. And hopefully from this podcast, I will encourage someone to go to therapy. And from here, you can get the confidence to begin working on yourself in your everyday daily life because that's really what therapy has been to me. It's been a confidence boost giving me strategies on how to work in my real life and you know it's just good knowing that you have a trained professional backing you and supporting you in this journey that is truly your own I know a lot of people get turned off at the idea of therapy because they don't think people will know what they're going through or don't feel comfortable sharing don't want to waste time with that don't have money for it or any other like trick or misinformation that keeps you out of therapy Um, I think the first misnomer is that, you know, like therapy isn't for everybody or therapy is only for certain people, people with quote unquote problems or people who are battling issues or quote unquote, whatever that means. Um, I would challenge everyone to think about therapy, like going to the doctor for a checkup. We go to the doctor because, like, that's literally what we do as humans. We make sure everything is working how it should be working. And if there is an issue or something going on in our body that the doctor talks to us about, we just learn how to make accommodations based on that temporary thing or situation that has us functioning just a little bit different. It doesn't make us crazy. It doesn't make us have issues. You don't have to be in therapy for 40 years. You don't have to disclose any personal information in your family or life about therapy like it can just be a you thing and the crazy interesting thing about it is even with going to the doctor the doctor can prescribe you something or even if you go to a checkup they say you're all good your doctor is just putting you on the right path but it's really you who's doing the work for your daily personal health and what that means to you and what I really love about therapy is that's really what it is like Your therapist can give you strategies, they can give you tools, they can encourage you, 
But really all it is is a structured support system. You're really putting in the work and doing what you need to do for you. And it really builds your confidence in your everyday life. And it's a beautiful thing to have, you know. As humans, we don't question doctor's checkups or whatever, like I was saying, because we know it's important to see a health physician regarding your body. It's the literal same thing with your mind. Your brain is one of the most vital organs, and we should be getting regular checkups and check-ins for our mental health with certified professionals who know what they're doing and know how to support you with the mental tools you need, you know? I think another crazy thing, or not necessarily crazy, but another misnomer that really affects us and keeps us out of therapy is that mental health and mental issues are things we can just work on, you know, like ourselves. And I bring it always back to this whole idea of physical health and going to see a doctor because if we were to break our foot or if we were to break a finger, a ligament, a bone, we wouldn't rely on our own knowledge of how to heal our foot solely. We would go to the doctor and get it looked at. We would get it checked up because we don't understand how the joints and ligaments heal, you know? Sometimes situations and events cause our brain to get these little boo-boos. And we can't solely rely on what we know about the situation to get better because we aren't specialized in the skill. And truly, if anything, like emotional battles, turmoil situations affect us daily, way more than getting the flu or getting sick or breaking a bone or anything else. We run into daily issues that bump up against our beliefs, our feelings, our emotions. It's a whole pandemic going on right now. And this stuff affects us emotionally, whether we know it or not. And it's okay to allow yourself to get space for help as needed. It's just a temporary fix for a temporary, you know, situation. Or if you have to be in it for a longer period of time or, you know, developing a regular room, a regular routine of getting in therapy in which I think really everybody should be in because we regularly go in for doctor's visits. You know, establishing this routine, I bet you'll find that it's going to be really, 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 really beneficial for your overall mental and emotional health. Um, I think another one of the big the biggest stigmas about therapy that works against people, especially communities of color or faith, is that mental health problems or issues are issues that we handle on our own. We don't talk about these things. We don't go to strangers talking about our personal business or situations that have affected or hurt us. We keep that to ourselves. We don't disclose that. Or even more so, something that I know for any Christians who are trying therapy, um, and this is something even I've been dealing with and learning, it's just um, this idea that we can just rely on God or somehow that going to therapy is somehow stepping out of trusting God or God's will for our life. And if you're a Christian, like, that's anything further from the truth you know God is all loving all compassionate he wants us to be healthy and thriving and being he created us whole and going to therapy and trying to better yourself I would consider it an act of faith because you're actively trying to get back to that place of balance and that peace that God said that he naturally gives to us And I promise you that over time, you will see how I can make you emotionally stronger and actually help build your relationship and faith with God. I think another common stigma is 
no one will understand the specific situation or know exactly what I'm going through or why I'm going through it without me having to pour out my life story. And I don't want to do that. And guys, this is so like not true. It's not true at all. And let me tell you why. You can go into therapy with a goal for what you want to discuss. Like, you are in control. You are leading your health. You are leading your faith. You are leading. You're in control. You can go on talking about what you want to discuss or what you need help with. And if you don't know exactly where to start, like, that's literally okay. Take it one step at a time and be gracious with yourself. Imagine if you were an 18-year-old, a 19-year-old, a 17-year-old, a 16-year-old, a 25-year-old, and you had never, ever, 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 ever been to the doctor before. You may have a lot of stored up weight that you need to get out. You may have a lot of things that need assistance with, a lot of bones that may be fractured, a lot of ligaments that may be broken, but it's okay. You as a person are not broken. You as a person are not too far from restoration. You as a person are not too far from healing. And looking out for your health is one of the most courageous things you can do. Taking back control of your life and your mind and getting control of your emotions, getting reconnected with your body, that's one of the best things you can do. And I promise you, from that experience, you will come out so much stronger you will get so in tune guys I've been getting so in tune back with my center and it's just if you battle with anxiety or depression or OCD or any any other forms of behavioral mental disorders you know that feeling disconnected from your body feeling disconnected from your mind feeling out of control it's one of the worst feelings you can ever experience in the world And it feels like it's something you can't escape from. It feels like something you can't make it out of. But I just want you to know that those pieces of you, those beautiful quality pieces of you that you love and that used to make your life so beautiful, they're not gone. You're not broken. You're not done. You're not too far from recovery. We just got to work through some steps and you can do it. And you're going to find your inner strength, y'all. And when you find that inner strength, it's more rewarding than anything that you have to go through to get there. I would encourage anyone dealing with any mental or behavioral issues to just see it as a step. You know, just traveling through a journey to get to that place, to get back to your original self. And it's okay. And it's good. And be happy that you're going to come out on the other side better and wiser and stronger and more able and more aware and more focused and more understanding of who you are, who Raven is, who insert your name here is. I live for that y'all, you know? And what I always tell people is, you know, for anybody suffering with anxiety or depression, it's one thing to know, like, what's going on with you or think you know. But when you know, no, when you know, no, like, whatever this thing is, like, first of all, what it is and, like, how I can get better, it's so liberating. And you can treat it in the correct way. 
This is important because I know a lot of us think we know. We think we know how to handle these issues of the mind. And this goes back to the whole doctor thing. We're not doctors, y'all. If we broke our foot, yeah, we may know our foot is broke. But we don't know, know, know how to heal it. Sometimes we may need medicine. Sometimes it just may be some working therapy. But I think a lot of us, we tend to suffer for extended periods of time, more so than we really even have to because we think we know how this situation should be handled. We think we know what we're experiencing emotionally and how to work with it, sometimes even because our doctors just throw out generalized terms and labels such as depression, anxiety, OCD, panic disorder. Let's talk about it. They just throw out labels because of your symptoms. They just throw out labels. But when you start working with a specialist, when you start doing your research, when you get someone who can really break down these symptoms that you're experiencing personally and put a name to whatever subcategory of a general disorder that you may be suffering from, I promise you it will be like a big weight is released off of you. Because as humans, we want to know. We want to know what's going on with this. And some errors that arise if we are not treated correctly is sometimes we can fall into the habit of ruminating on what's happening with us, what's happening to me, or ruminating on words such as depression or anxiety, these just big general terms that really, you don't, I don't know what that means. Give me some more language. It's a whole language to mental ill, mental behavioral health. And it's something I'm learning about step by step every day. It is the language to it. Don't just throw out terms to me. Help me so I don't have to ruminate and suffer with these feelings and emotions. So I don't have to ruminate on how I'm feeling the way I feel or why I'm feeling the way I feel. I don't want these things to keep playing on a loop in my mind because I'm trying to put pieces together and find something that makes sense. It's so important to treat these things, y'all. This is not something that is just going to magically heal or magically get better. We got to treat this thing like it's a broken foot or a broken limb or something that just needs care and love and tending to. And seeing someone about what symptoms you're experiencing is really like putting a name to a face. It makes everything feel more manageable, more real, and it puts into perspective that you're not crazy. It's not this major thing and you're literally gonna be okay. We can fall into dangerous errors and loops when we don't seek treatment on how we're feeling. Because when we keep ruminating on these feelings, thoughts or emotions, rumination, that's some language. Let me give y'all some language. If you wanna go look up what a rumination is, and how actually it's something that manages and upholds depression. Simply just trying to put these pieces together and make sense. We gotta let go of those things. And when we keep ruminating, when we keep searching on these feelings, thoughts, or emotions without understanding what's going on, they can become magnified 
and it perpetuates this stigma, this idea that something's wrong with me, that something terrible is happening to me, that something horrible is going on inside of my brain, inside of my body, and nobody else is experiencing this. Why is nobody else experiencing this? Why do I have racing thoughts? Why can't I sleep? Why am I so anxious every time I wake up? Why can't my mind stop searching? It magnifies these situations. Why do I always feel hopeless? Why can't I eat? Why can't I focus? And it's not that anything is wrong with you. We just need some language to make these things more real. To make these things just as common as if I get the cold or the flu or any other boo-boo that may arise in life. It's just life. But we don't have to suffer. And that's where I want to break the stigma. We don't have to suffer. We can get help. We can get terminology. We can get better. We can be whole. Yeah? Great. So let's break it down, y'all. I want to do a little bit of like, you know, we go break it down today. So step one, the breakdown. If this is interesting you and if you're considering therapy or on, on the fence or whatever, your first question might be, where do I start? Now, as your friend, as your friend, I'm going to tell you that you should start by doing your research. I listen to a lot of podcasts on mental health because I like to fill myself with as much information as possible. I listen to this podcast called So OCD. All of this stuff is on Apple Podcasts. If you want to take this down, I listen to So OCD, a podcast on intrusive thoughts and obsessive compulsions. I listen to a podcast called What Would My Shrink Say? I listen to a podcast called The Anxious Truth. I listen to a Christian therapy podcast called In the Light by Dr. Anita Phillips. And I'm always adding more. But I try to focus in on podcasts that deal with anxiety, anxious thinking, anxious behaviors, or obsessive compulsions because that's what I'm currently dealing with and struggling with. I also read a lot. Like y'all, I read. If I got a question, I go to my friend Dr. Google, which is not always good, but it gives me language. Language which I can take back to my therapist and they can tell me if that's right or if that's off. This is very important, y'all. Don't mate with Dr. Google and think Dr. Google is your therapist. You need to get yourself with someone who is specialized in the terminology and can tell you if that's right or if that's wrong. Um, so, yeah, I read a lot of articles gathering information on not only how I can get better. And I use this word sparingly because there's nothing wrong with you in the first place. It's not that you're trying to get to this place that you're not at. I'm just trying to get healthier. That's more of the right word. But also researching subcategories of disordered thinking and behavior and see how I fall into these categories. So step one is do your research. And once you do your research and you feel comfortable talking to someone, if you feel comfortable with doing this, if you decide for you personally that you want your faith, you want to step out on faith and do something better for yourself and get healthy, Whether you are a person of faith or not, going to therapy is stepping out on faith. And it's taking the risk to say, I will not continue to live below. I will not continue to live in emotional poverty or spiritual poverty or mental poverty. 
people think poverty is just in terms of money and wealth. No, I will not be emotionally impoverished anymore. I will not sit back and let myself wither away while everybody else is doing great or, you know, perceives to be doing great. I'm going to take a stand and I'm going to get emotionally rich. I'm going to get emotionally healthy. Baby, that's a podcast in and of itself. I'm going to get emotionally together. Yeah, that's faith. That's taking care of you, baby. That's doing good. So step two may be, where can I go or who can I talk to? And if that's what you're thinking, if you're on step two, great. If you're on step one, take it at your own pace. Step two, where can I go or who can I talk to? So in searching for a therapist, you should first select the type of therapy you would like to participate in. So let me present you with three options and the pros and cons of each. This, of course, is not the end-all, be-all of therapy, and we are literally just touching the surface with this podcast. But the goal today is just to put some information in your back pocket that, as needed, you can pull out for your use. This is your path. Nobody else's. And never forget that. This is your path. Or even if you want to have this information to help someone else who may be struggling. So let me teach for a minute. So... The first form of psychotherapy, one of the major forms, I mean, the first one of the first major forms of therapy is called psychotherapy. This is often referred to as general quote unquote talk therapy. This is the stuff that's usually broadcasted on TV. If you see group sessions or anything else like that, or even just one on one sit down counseling sessions, that's called psychotherapy. And this is used for a variety of um, broader uh, mental and behavioral disorders. It's great if you have like maybe generalized anxiety disorder or just 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 a more uh, larger um, just a more larger category. And it's great at actively talking through talking through troubling scenarios or situations to get an end result of increased well-being. So if you want to know where you can find the ther- psychotherapist. Right now, because of COVID, um, a lot of things are virtual, which you may like or may not like. Um, There are a lot of virtual apps, um, some that I find, you know, nice. And I've done my research. You know, I wouldn't tell you guys anything that I have not researched myself. Um, BetterHelp, virtual apps like BetterHelp, Talkspace, Faithful Counseling, which is a Christian-based online virtual counseling and teen counseling, teen counseling, I will give a disclaimer. I have not researched or heard about teen counseling as much, but since I know I do have teenagers who listen to my podcast and this podcast is aimed for teens, um, I just wanted to throw that in there, but I have not done as much research on teen counseling and, um, you know, just personally, I would like to research a little bit before throwing that out there, but in case it may help somebody, I'm going to just put that out there for y'all. Um, But these virtual apps are all online therapy platforms aimed at informing and helping you with your journey to mental well-being. Now, these apps do cost, but (laughs) your girl got you because I want to discuss with you a free, 100% free app that you can either partner with your own therapy or, you know, use and work as an own personal tool because remember, this is more broader For disorders that are not more uh, specialized, this will be something good. If you get a free app, it's called Bloom. 
and it's amazing. It's full of video sessions and information on topics just like we've been talking about, like ruminating thoughts, falling asleep, managing your time, increasing productivity, finding purpose, self-love, and so much more. Like it's a really, really great app, not just for like if you're struggling, but if you want to be better with healthy eating, y'all get this app called Bloom. I use it. It's great for meditating, journaling, tracking your meditation. Y'all better get into this app because it's really, really good. Yeah. And um, you can find this app in the Apple App Store. It's 100% free. Like, if you're looking for just something general, something just to get you, you know, like maybe straddling the fence, just something a little toe-dipped in the water, get you in the bloom. All right. Now let's talk about the pros and cons of each. So the pro, you are learning about your mind, emotions, and feelings and learn how to manage them in positive and healthy ways in order to overcome undesirable feelings or situations. The cons to this, however, is depending on what you are suffering from, talk therapy is not the best form of therapy for you. It's not the best for every situation. It's not the best for people with you know, anxiety. I'm going to just keep it real. It's not the best form of therapy for that. Psychotherapy is good in its own right, but you got to see what works for you. Some people need a more active approach that is focused on the specific issue and focused on targeting and providing you with active skills to manage and overcome that situation. I know so many people who are put into general talk therapy and end up spending years there when really what they need is a more cognitive behavioral approach that is targeted on addressing the issue with active skills that speed recovery. For some, talk therapy is perfect. It's great. It works. We good. I'm going to keep it up. For some, it's not. It simply depends on who you are as a person. Cool. Number two. Let's talk about behavioral therapy. Y'all, this should be a YouTube video. I already see it. I'm going to make this into a YouTube video. But number two is behavioral therapy. So what is it? Behavioral therapy is an approach of counseling in which you won't spend as much time talking about the unconscious reasons or what led up to this behavior or working through emotional difficulties. Instead, you'll focus on ways to change behavioral reactions and in, excuse me, patterns that cause distress. This is great for people with anxiety. So I'm just throwing this out there. Behavioral therapy. Y'all can write that down. So pros to this. It's very active towards changing behavioral responses. If you suffer with anxiety, if you're struggling with any specific phobias, this type of therapy, this type of therapy will encourage exposures that help you change your response to the fear or discomfort it's really really helpful I personally use behavioral therapy practices in my everyday life to shift my relationship with certain things because a lot of the things that I'm learning in the language of mental health is it's not so much the stressor or the thing that's the issue it's just us finding ways to change our relationship to that specific phobia, that specific anxiousness, that specific, we just got to learn how to change our relationship to certain things and returning negative associations back to their original positive nature. This is also good because you are actively training your mind to develop positive responses to things that cause you negative emotions. Y'all, your brain can do so much 
because of this thing we have called neuroplasticity. That's some more language. That's some more vocab. And this approach will be excellent at showing you how your brain can actually work. Don't play. Okay? It's truly fascinating. The only con with this, however, is, and with anything in life, retraining your brain, reestablishing relationships, really working on your anxiety and taking priority over your mental health and treating it like it's something that's serious, it takes work. It takes consistency. It takes courage. It takes vulnerability to the process of it all. It will be uncomfortable a lot of days. It's a lot of trial and error. And of course, a lot of being patient with ourselves. Reprogramming your brain, it's a process. Huh. But you will get through it and it's going to be great. I'm going to talk to you guys about one more approach and then we go wrap it up. Because I don't want to be here all day for y'all. <laughs> but the third one and the most helpful, the approach of therapy that I am in right now, it is called cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, and it's a psychosocial intervention that aims to improve mental health. CBT focuses on challenges and changing cognitive distortions and behaviors, improving emotional regulation and the development of personal coping strategies that target solving current problems. This form of therapy is really good if you're suffering from like a little pop-up situation like me with my personal behavioral health. I do have some underlying, um, you know, generalized anxious behaviors that I was born with that I have, whatever, whatever. But there are some type of situations and stressors just like, you know, every other human. Some things cause these things to like spurt. And some things cause my like underlying anxiety and my OCD and my underlying other things to spring up and, you know, get a little bit unmanageable. So CBT is really good because it's good for, you know, aiming at that specific thing. It's not too long. It's, it's intended to be short term and it's intended to leave you with personal strategies to help manage this thing because the overall goal and even this in shifting our relationship with mental health, it's not to cure this thing. It's not to have this thing magically go away and it just be like whatever, whatever, because that's just not how like that's just not pop. Like that's not how it works. People who are born with like, you know, diabetes or something like that. It's a, just a condition you have to learn how to manage. It's just something that, like you know, is a part of you, but you can manage it in very healthy ways and it not affect your everyday life that is possible that is real but um cbt is really good for that um this form usually includes homework after sessions it's intended to be very short term and um that's a pro of course um it's also a pro because it allows you to take control of your own ways of working through your issues um it gives you the confidence needed to develop your own personal strategies that come in the form of, you know, information, tips, tools, and language that your counselor is giving to you. It's truly amazing because it's a partnership. And for somebody who really wants to be active in their health, who knows that their behavioral health is not something that they have to really struggle with on a daily basis. This is kind of just like a little pop-up situation, which happens to all of us. CBT is really, 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 really good. 
because y'all we all struggle with mental and behavioral disorders it's not something for one person every single person on this earth deals with health problems like it's the same thing as physical health we all get colds we all get the flu we all get sick some of us just need like help and recovery in different ways and it doesn't matter what way you recover or it doesn't matter what type of therapy you need as long as you're getting the help you need as long as you're not staying sick as long as you're not keeping the cold if you get my drift and I do a lot of analogies but I hope you're staying with me. That's what you need. Another con to this, however, is it takes work. It takes patience. It's trial and error. You go spend a lot of time thinking about this stuff, y'all. But it's also the most rewarding to me personally. And I love it. So guys, I know that was a lot of information. And, um, If you have any common questions, I know a lot of people have these questions. Well, how can I pay for therapy? Like, it's so expensive. What do I do outside of therapy? How long will I be in therapy? Managing medicine, will I need to get medicine? How do I deal with medicine? I may have started anxiety meds, but I don't really take them. Like, how does that work for me? Or I may be on antidepressants. I may be on Lexapro. I may be on an SSRI. I may be taking Ativan. I may be taking some benzodiazepines to help. And like, what does that mean for me? Like, is that okay? Like, what if this doesn't work for me? Am I hopeless? How can I cope? (laughs) I know we have a lot of questions. If you're like me, I have questions for everything. I live off of a question. And if you got questions like anxious minds do, um, please meet me back here next Sunday. (laughs) Not giving y'all everything in one episode. Um, but meet me back next year. No, meet me back next week and we go do a part two and we're going to answer all these questions and more. And we're going to get everything that you need together. And I'm going to help y'all to be healthy because we all in this together, baby. And if these questions intrigue you, like I said, please join me for part two next Sunday. It's going to be great. I love you guys and I hope you all enjoyed this episode. See you guys next week. Replay this over if you want some language. We talked about where to start, how to get into therapy. Like we really hit some good points today. And I hope God, I hope that you guys will soak up all of this information, be encouraged and feel confident to start therapy, to get into the doctor's office, to get into that office because it's for everybody. Everybody, not just one person. Everybody deals with issues. Everybody deals with emotional regulations. Every single person on this planet needs to be in therapy. If you say I'm wrong, then go argue with your doctor. Then go argue with yourself because you would be a hypocrite. Everybody on this platform goes to a doctor visit in some way, shape, or form. They go to check on their health. So prioritize your mental health and well-being, and we go keep going with this discussion. I love you all, and good afternoon. Peace.